Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 3 of The Lady of the North Star by Otwell Binns. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Corporal Finds a Letter Disappeared? As he echoed the Corporal's word in a hoarse voice, Rayner looked hastily and fearfully into the shadows, and then added, Are you sure? Quite sure, answered Corporal Bracknell tersely. This is the place where he lay. That is his blood in the snow there, and you can see the print of his body if you look. Then, then he was not dead after all, asked Rayner, in a strange voice. I would not say that. I would have taken my oath that there was no life in him. I even felt his heart. But in that case, how has he got away? inquired Rayner quickly. Dead men do not walk away from the place where they die. No, answered the corporal quietly, but they may be carried. It seems to me that there are more footmarks here than there were when I came on Kunadik lying in the track. But I cannot be quite sure of that, as I did not look about very carefully. Why not? asked the other, a trifle critically. I should have thought that would have been the very first thing that you would have done. In ordinary circumstances it would, was the reply. But I had left my team in the main track, and to do that over long is not wise. One might get separated from it, you know. Also, I had already guessed that there was a homestead not very far away, and it seemed the sensible thing to go there first and learn anything that I could that would help in the elucidation of the mystery of the dead man. Hmm. And did you learn anything? More than I expected. Indeed, answered Rayner sharply. There was a new note in his voice and the corporal felt rather than saw that the other was staring at him in the darkness. May I ask what that was? It was that you were acquainted with Guna Dick. I have never spoken to him in my life, replied Rayner quickly. But you knew him, or you had heard of him. I saw you start when I mentioned his name at the table. His companion laughed uneasily. You have sharper eyes than I gave you credit for, Corporal Bracknell. It is quite true that I had heard of Kuna Dick. I heard of him in my journey up, and what I heard was not to his credit. Your presence here implied that he was in this district, and one had no hankering for such an unpleasant neighbor. And Miss Gargrave, had she only heard of him also? As he asked the question, 
the aurora flashed suddenly in the northern sky and in its light reflected from the snow the corporal saw that rayner's face was white and troubled the light faded almost as suddenly as it flamed and with that look in his mind the policeman waited for the answer to his question it seemed to be an intolerable time before rayner spoke in a hoarse and shaking voice how can i tell you if you feel that it is absolutely necessary to obtain an answer to that question i can only suggest that you should approach miss gargrave herself in his heart bracknell knew that this answer was a mere evasion rayner knew more than he was willing to confess and the policeman wondered what it was and what link there was between him and miss gargrave and Kuna dick he considered a moment and then deliberately forced the pace i have not told you everything mr rayner i do not know what relation you stand to miss gargrave but i am her cousin interrupted rayner and my father is her guardian and lawyer is that so answered the corporal then there is more reason why i should tell you what i intended to do i have not told you yet how i came to find Kuna dick i had turned in from the river because i smelt burning wood and i thought that maybe the man i was after had encamped somewhere in this immediate neighborhood i found the avenue leading to north star lodge and began to follow it i turned from the main road into the wood on a fresh sled trail which i imagined and still imagine was Kuna dick's i had gone only a little way when as i have already told you I heard two rifle shots and a woman's cry in quick succession to each other. I ran back to the road, and after waiting a moment, I began to follow it. I had reached the point where this path cuts into it, when happening to glance across, I saw a woman coming towards me across the snow. I halted in the shadows, meaning to speak to her, but I caught sight of her face, and she did not see either my team or myself. "'You saw her face, plainly,' interrupted his listener quickly. "'Quite plainly. And would you recognize it again?' "'I've already done so,' answered the corporal quietly. "'Indeed?' "'Yes, the woman was your cousin, Miss Gargrave.' "'My dear fellow,' cried Rayner, breaking into discordant laughter, "'you surely are not going to charge Joy with shooting Kuna Dick?' The corporal was not disturbed by the laughter. To his ears, it sounded forced, and the contemptuous protest in his companion's words left him unmoved. There is one little thing that I have not told you, Mr. Rayner, and to me it seems to be significant. Miss Gargrave carried a rifle. There is nothing strange or even significant in that, replied the other quickly. My cousin is an ardent sportswoman, and had probably been after game. Besides, as I told you, I think there are timber wolves about. They are dangerous beasts in hard weather, and one does not go far unarmed in this district. Corporal Bracknow answered these suggestions by some of his own. Miss Gargrave was running down the path which led to this spot. To my eyes she was plainly distraught, and I may remind you that she fainted when I told you that Kona Dick was dead. Rayner laughed again hardly you are persistent corporal but there is nothing in a girl fainting 
when she is told, rather dramatically, that a man has been shot dead almost at her door. Aren't you a little imaginative? Indeed, he laughed again. Having heard a rifle shot, have you not imagined all the rest? I am told that a lonely trail plays the deuce with a man's nerves. You say that you saw Kona Dick lying here, dead, but he is not here now, and he can't. I haven't imagined that anyhow, interrupted Bracknell, pointing to the dark stain on the snow, and I haven't imagined any of the other things I've told you either. Believe me, Mr. Rayner, my nerves are in perfect order. Rayner stamped his feet in the snow. Possibly, but there is no need that we should freeze while we discuss the point, is there? I do not understand police procedure, but if you have quite finished here, I think we might return to the house. I have no desire to lose my toes through frostbite. I can do nothing here tonight, replied Bracknell quickly. I shall have to wait until morning. I am quite ready to return. Rayner did not reply. Swinging on his heel, he began to move in the direction of the lodge. The corporal followed him in silence, and they had almost reached the main road when something light caught his moccasined foot. He looked down and discerned what looked like a piece of paper. Stooping quickly, he picked it up and crushed it in his mitten, as his companion turned around, as if to wait for him. At first he thought Rayner must have seen him make the find, but as the other spoke he was reassured. "'I hope you will not disturb my cousin unnecessarily tonight, Corporal Bracknell.' "'I shall not trouble her at all, Mr. Rayner. There is no need that I should, yet.' "'Nor at any other time, I hope.' "'I share that hope most fervently,' answered Bracknell, with an earnestness that the other evidently found convincing for he did not speak again until they were seated in 